Have you ever been gaming or working online classes and your internet service constantly gets interrupted? First Nations Fiber is about to ensure that just won't happen again. Get ready for high speed at a new level. Click on fnfiber.com and sign up today. First Nations Fiber, empowering people through connectivity. everybody welcome to the beating table with your hosts myself leaf makiwa and my fabulous co-host miss degonuhiakwa margaret stand up hello everybody degonuhiakwa yes what is on the docket today oh my god i don't know i have a book this time so i don't have that much though so but we will roll with it because we had a question from the last podcast too that we didn't get to yeah. do you want to just dive right into it and then and then we could just talk about just Other whatever. stuff later. Okay. Just to let you know, everybody, that we had just like a previous discussion that we were going to kind of talk a little bit, well, obviously about beadwork and all that kind of jazz, but then maybe like talk about our own stuff because we haven't talked with each other for almost, I want to say, um, it seems like almost a month, really. I feel like the last time we did the podcast was the last time the, I saw you. Yeah. And even in the store, if you're in there, it's like for a quick two seconds yeah. and there's people in and out. Things so. are changing. The yeah. Times are changing. <laughs> Anyway, so... All right. So I do... I put out a question. A questionnaire. I usually do that just to, um, you know, just to get some content and see if people have any questions. So I only got one. Thanks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I got one question and I believe we may have talked on this. I don't know. I never remember anything. So the question was, how do you deal with criticism? How do we deal with criticism? So I guess there's different layers to that. Different layers, criticism, feedback, reflection. Yeah. That's kind of where my genre of work right now is all that kind of jazz. (laughs) Um, How do I deal with criticism? Well, at first I said I didn't care. I remember, I think, yeah, I think for sure we've talked about this before. And I think I've I've, I've said that, like, I really kind of don't care. And it really depends on what it is that's being criticized. like. I guess it would depend on if it's something that I'm very invested in. Oh my goodness. See, like we're still in the same wavelength. <laughs> if I'm invested in and I've, I really feel proud of that. I mean, not that I don't feel proud of all the stuff that I do, but I mean, there's varying degrees yeah. of, you there's know. things you absolutely love and some are like, eh, that's yeah. okay. I'm going to go away. So yeah. So I guess it would depend on, on that. And even then I think the things that I really like that I do, I don't necessarily put a lot of thought into maybe what other people think just because I really like it. And for me, I think it always, um, no, I should, I shouldn't say think. I know, I know that when I'm making an order for sure, I really do value what it is that's said. And I think I said before that sometimes I don't know if they're really just saying nice things or they're (laughs) because it's like, it, it ends up being there. So like they're kind of buying into it too. Like, I, I don't necessarily, I can't remember any time that I've remembered, like, really negative criticism. And yeah, the same for me. Like, I can't say I'm sure it happens, like, behind closed doors. But I don't know to have somebody come up to me and be like, oh, yeah, like, you really should do this because it looks ugly. Like, <laughs> I've and, never had something like that to that extent. And but. I think even with you and I, if we were giving feedback, and I don't want to say criticism, feedback on each other's work. What it happens with that is it either helps you to do it better, yeah, or just take into account somebody else's perspective. Like, I don't think it's something that ever, it's never led left a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, 
if somebody ever said anything about mine, like those are the things like I don't remember them. Yeah. I do remember all this, the things people say, the kind things people say like that for sure. So maybe that just kind of plays into how I deal with criticism maybe. Yeah. And I think for the most part, it's like I said, like I've never had somebody openly just come up to me and tell me something unless it's like that, like, um, maybe I've trusted in, yeah. close people like between you say Dagwa, you know, like where it helps to elevate what I'm doing or like, okay, well, maybe try this this time because this happened or yeah. maybe this looks off or whatever, you know. Other times it's been where I've just openly asked like, okay, what do you think about this? Like, so mm -hmm. I'm opening up that thing and it's a little bit more respectful because they're giving their opinion on what I'm asking, mm -hmm. you know, so it's not like in general, like, oh, yeah, well, the whole color scheme, I hate it or whatever. I, I could be like, okay, well, which color goes with what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. So, and I've never had anybody tear me down to say like, well, the whole thing looks like shit, redo the whole thing, yeah. you know? So I've never had to deal with like major negative criticism. Um, Do you ever ask your spouse what they think of your work? <laughs> Not really. Greg would be like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Like, <laughs> I don't know. He's... um I don't know. I think he would just yes me to death. Maybe. You think so? Yeah. Have you fostered that kind of relationship with beadwork and him, like in terms of like reaching? I mean, obviously it's part of your life. I mean, that's what you do. I see it on your kitchen table. Okay, so post. this is going to sound really mean. So I'm going to say it, but, uh, and it's not, <laughs> it's not a reflection on our relationship because I do value him, but I don't value his opinion on art. So sorry, I love you. No. <laughs> But I don't because that's not his area of yeah. expertise. That's not where he really even gives a shit about mm -hmm. stuff, you know. So if I'm going to say, is this beautiful? Do you like it? He'll say, yeah, I like it. Do I, you know, hang my hat on that? No, because mm -hmm. I, you know, he always sees me doing all this stuff all the time. And I think if it was like fucking horrendous, then he would be like, but I don't, I don't know. I think he'd be like, oh, yeah. Like, I still don't think he would be <laughs> like, he would tell me, you know, so. Yeah, I've never really had that convo <laughs> with him or or to really like invest. Take stock in what he said. Yeah. For that, for that specific for, thing. Yeah, like to put it, you know, in that sense. But um, I, I guess I do sometimes, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, Greg, which color should oh, I no, do? Oh, no, no. You know, yeah. like I don't, I don't really do that or whatever. I'll just, when I'm done everything, I'm like, look, and I'll show him and he's like, oh yeah, that's nice. And he's sitting there trying <laughs> to watch TV and I'm like, look, you know, so that's the extent of like the, that, the art relationship with him <laughs> or he's my model sometimes. So is there, Oh, you mean he tries it on just so you can see what yeah. it looks like? When I was making, uh, you know, at the Howie's yoke, he was like, you better not goddamn post this picture. Cause it's like super frilly looking and whatever. And I'm like, here, I need you to, to put it, it on. Yeah. I have to see the way it lays. And he was like, in like, you know, bummy clothes around the house and like mismatched like colors uh -huh. and whatever. And then he's wearing the yoke and he's like standing there. So that's the extent of it. You know, that's kind of what I do. But yeah, for the criticism, I don't know. I, I guess somebody would have to criticize me <laughs> and then I would know how to deal with it. Like, but I think, I mean, like I'm a hundred percent sure it happens without us even knowing. Like, I mean, in, yeah, behind it's, closed it's one doors. of those things. Everyone's, they, you know, I could post a picture and it's probably in people's group chat. Like, oh, did you see what she posted? She thinks it's so good. And look at it. It looks <laughs> like shit. Like that happens everywhere. <laughs> All the time. I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> so whatever. It is what it is. And question. Yes. <laughs> so somebody had written to you and said, stir the pot, stir the pot. I'm not going to oh, like, and, Christ, so I go. just wonder. Just out of curiosity, 
And then I will, I will answer the same question. Have you ever screenshot somebody's work and oh, put it in hell. a group chat? Oh, in a group chat? Yeah, yeah. Or sent it to somebody else? Yeah, I have. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with everybody, Margaret and I send each other pictures of other people's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you look at it, uh, construction, colors, different things. Yeah. And it's not always just the bad shit. Sometimes it's, it's the good, good shit, shit. You know, like. Yeah. And um, I guess that's even saying bad is not the nicest thing either. But it's like when you can see when people are beginners or when, mm -hmm. you know, so things like that. We've uh, like, oh, yeah, just to look at it. So, yeah, we have. I have. It is what it is. And I'm not going to pretend like nobody else does it. And, no, it and I have to be some kind of. Uh, Saint, saint. Yeah. beaded saint. Because <laughs> I ain't like we all do it, you know. But um, yeah. Let's just ask that question, just because it was like <laughs> just waiting there for for us to answer to ask. Yeah. So but, how many of you do that? No. Nah. Or you know what I do? I have like probably a million pictures of everybody's stuff on my phone, just of basically all the things I like or techniques or different styles that I like and I save it so then sometimes I feel like oh my god nobody better look through my phone because then they're gonna think like you psycho you just take pictures of <laughs> beadwork bead screenshots yeah all the time it's like sometimes it's just colors or I don't know like it's inspiring the inspiring. only thing though is that in the moment sometimes I love it and then, I don't know, a month later, I scroll back through and I'm like, wait, why did I have this picture? And then I'll delete it because I'm like, eh, I don't know. The magic's gone. Magic is gone. Yeah. I don't know if I have anybody. I know I have some old, old pictures, like, I don't want to say antique, but some like antique photos. Of, oh, yeah. Of like beadwork. Yeah, that I have a lot. Like, especially oh, I have somebody's birds. right here. <laughs> so, yes, on May 25th, I did take a photo, a screenshot of somebody's work. And sent it into a chat. but <laughs> Yeah. Yep. But yeah. Just to so. see how things are. Just to see how things are. I think that just, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think everyone does it. I don't feel any two ways. Like, I don't feel like I'm talking out my my butt or talking two-faced by saying, like, you know, scone and all that jazz. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> People take pictures of other things that we don't even know who's making them, like, yeah, some AI machine somewhere is making some <laughs> kind of like product. They're all at H and M being sold on the shelves. No. Yeah. All right. So we should, we'll move on. So okay. another topic that was brought up. This was a few months ago. It was brought up actually in the store. It was Ooh. generated, I think, by a few posts in okay. the past, and um, I had a few people come in. And <laughs> it's funny, I don't know. I think because some people know that we have podcasts. So sometimes we'll be like, hey, so, you know, you should put that in your podcast, like that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so this was one of the topics. So is it controversial? It might be a little bit. It's more of opinions on the, the situation. So okay. we did talk on it before, just um, but I think because it came back to light, it was brought back up. So copyrights. Okay. Yeah. So that was the issue or that was the uh, the topic that was brought up and I never uh, had a chance. I kept forgetting about bringing it mm -hmm. up, but it was from a few months ago, I think. And um, somebody had just brought up like, see, even it's been so long, but like, I can't remember all of like their the concerns yeah, mm -hmm. and the details or whatever. But it seems like a lot of people are concerned about that. Like when you read that people want to copyright their work, mm -hmm. I guess it's the like... 
like the whole process of it, like maybe because I don't understand what it entails to mm-hmm. copyright. Like what are you copywriting, uh, mm-hmm. writing? <laughs> what are you copywriting is uh, the question really. Mm-hmm. Is it shapes? Is it styles? Is it colors? Like, I don't know what can be copyrighted or, mm-hmm. you know, so anyways, but that was, um, that was an issue. And and one of the concerns that was brought up was, so does that open up a doorway for more people, a lot of people to start copywriting their beadwork? And if so, if so to say, if somebody were to copyright a shape, mm-hmm. now anyone else who does that shape. Would be infringing on the copyright yeah. law, you mean? Yeah. So, you know, like, but then now say, okay, well, I'm going to copyright a heart or, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. And then now you're going to do, well, I'm going to copyright a hexagon or I'm going to, you know what I mean? So now it's, you're limiting the future generations of what people can do based on a copyright. So that was the issue. But like I said, I don't know the details of what is actually allowed, not allowed or what, mm-hmm. what it all is or what the restrictions are, I guess. But that was, it was an interesting conversation and I was like yeah it's true like I don't I don't really know and to what extent can you copyright things like like ideas I don't know colors like I don't know. I don't know what it like, is I would assume that you can't copyright a, sh- a heart mm-hmm. because yeah a heart is a shape and everybody it's a universal it, thing yeah, yeah so but I think there are very detailed I, I think it's a very long process I think it's a very costly process to yeah begin I can imagine because of the the ideas of what it is like and 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 then, like, trying to figure out how to, if you were to copyright something so that people wouldn't be able to infringe on it or use a different type of legal maneuver to get around copyright, right? Like, that's yeah. the idea, right? Because yeah. so, the idea is that you limit somebody from doing or using whatever it is that you copyrighted. I won't even say created because sometimes that's not even... No, So no. whatever it is that you copyrighted. So people have... I mean, you see all the time people have tricky ways, like, they... Like a, electronics or whatnot. They change one little thing and then it's not the same anymore. Yeah. Or the yeah. same thing with television or YouTube or something. They they lag the video so it's not directly the same as the original. And so then it can be on another site yeah. and whatever. Yeah. In terms of like, in terms of this exact conversation, I had a conversation with somebody and I asked, like I had a conversation and I said, hey, are you really copy? Like, what? what is it? Like, what are your thoughts on the copywriting? And what is it that you plan on doing? Is it just all these other things? And the person told me, like, whatever it is that she thought was her reasoning and all these other things. I was like, okay. But I asked the person, you know, and, and, and I think that's what it is. It's having the conversation and having even the conversation today, like, well, what would it entail? And do you think it's right or wrong? I don't necessarily think it's right. Just because, like you said, it limits, it limits everybody. Yeah, because then, uh, to me, I look it at it like... It just doesn't make any sense, because I could put five beads and you could put seven, and it looks the same, but it's not the same, and there's my argument. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess I don't... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know either, because then I find... If it's not broke, don't fix it. Like, just, like... Just suck it up, really. Yeah, buttercup, I guess. I mean... I don't know. And that's... Easy for me to say because I don't, I, I've i never felt the need to do that. Yeah. To s- put my stamp on anything in terms of saying that's mine, I don't think. Yeah. I have like, I do beadwork and I, my style is my style, but I've never 
coined the phrase, well, this is Leith Makiwa style. Nobody do it this way. Yeah. This yeah. is a Leith Makiwa flower. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever portrayed myself that way. No. So, so I don't know. So I've never had to, to even go there or mentally think that that's something that I, I would need to do. So I, yeah. I can't wrap my head around it. I think really. I would have to understand more of the what it entails yeah. to have to do it to really give a full opinion. But like based off of what I think it would be, yeah, I wouldn't be cool with it. Like if mm-hmm. you're limiting something, I don't know. I, it, yeah, it's hard for me to answer really because I don't understand. I don't know what it is like that you would be yeah. doing. So it's like to say, okay, well... I want to copyright raise beadwork. Oh, hell no. Like, how the hell are you going to do that mm-hmm. and stop that? You can't because that's that's a universal idea. And does it belong? I mean, yeah. It belo- I, I don't even want to say belongs. It's a collective art form. Yeah. It's it, not it's one not a, an ownership. Yeah. There's no ownership over that. So that's kind of how I, I don't know, I guess I look at it. And I think I would look at it completely different if that was my only bread and butter and that's how I made my millions or whatever you know what i mean like i can like it it depends on like where you're coming from like why it is you need to do that and all that kind of stuff and everybody's road down everybody's artistic journey is different so i don't i don't know like that's not i don't know so let's touch a little bit on something so when we all like we definitely know that ego plays a a role in feeling like this is mine. Mm-hmm. And and the reason I'm saying that is because I felt that before. Mm-hmm. And I know that that was like my yeah, green eyed monster yeah. coming out, you know. So it's kind of like I always used to question that. Like, okay, why am I getting psychotic over this? Like if somebody looks like mine, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. You know, like I really had to stop and start looking at that. Like, why do I feel like I have to possess this and I have to take ownership of it? Or, you know, and everybody... Everyone has different reasons. For me, yeah. after a while, I had to really like, do I want to be feeling like shit every time somebody else does something? Else? Like, yeah. why do I feel like I can't, you know, kind of like cheer them on for doing something like mm-hmm. regardless if it looks like mine or not, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I always just think it's interesting, like that whole area, you know, and it's kind of like you have to kind of stop sometimes and just like talk to yourself and ask yourself, like, why do I feel like this? Mm-hmm. You know, and is it something I could let go of? Do I want to feel mad and pissed off all the time every time I see something? Or mm-hmm. can I learn to just let things go? So sometimes that's why I wonder, like, when you want to copyright, does that play into it? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just, that's a question I guess I'm posing for people. Like, is that how people feel? Or like, what are what are the reasons? Why would you want to copyright something? Like, and I understand that, yes, first and foremost, it's because you don't want anyone to copy it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then why? What's the deeper reason? What's the deeper within yourself, like, to mm-hmm. stop somebody from, you know, like, at some point, like, somebody else is going to do something. Like, you got to, there's only so many ways to do shit with beads. So, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, that was the question. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's. Yeah. It'd be interesting to get the other perspective for sure. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm sure it has to, if it's happened, like, say it happened to me multiple times. Then maybe that would be my recourse. But I don't know. I to mean, me, but I, I don't think. I mean, I don't even think it is because it'd have to be one specific thing. Like I would, like you know, like say I made a beaded strawberry. Let's just say, and I thought everyone copied me. Then maybe I, I don't even. I can't even fathom trying to do that. But maybe it's maybe maybe it's a, it's an instance where it's not necessarily a whole art form, 
but it's one particular thing that you are good at and say it's a beaded strawberry. And then that's what I would. I think in my perspective, the way I, I I for sure would feel it. Like I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, I would not. I'm above all of this. Like, oh, hell no. I would get salty if I've it's happened to me where things were very similar. And yes, I felt like you son of a bee. But after a while, why would you want to continue making something that's out there? already like if you're doing it amazingly yes mm -hmm. but then other people start doing it also amazingly i would take that as a cue for me like okay you know maybe what? i need Margaret to evolve is, yeah maybe something else is out yeah the, i yeah. need to to move on and do and make something else amazing and beautiful and for me that's the way i look at like my art like i don't but that's me specifically yeah. like i can't uh, for the life of me i can't keep making the same thing over and over like mm -hmm. um you know different I, I always have to change things up. I don't know if that's like my uh, my OCD, ADHD feeling in me, <laughs> like mm -hmm. where I'm like, I'm done with it. Like I'm done, you know. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's that's how I look at it. It'd be interesting to hear the other side. So mm -hmm. if anybody's interested in sharing yeah. their thoughts on that, then we Drop would us be a line. interested to hear about it. Yeah. Mm hmm. So, do I go there now? Go, just go, go for it. So we're not going right. to hold back. We're just going to talk just like the beating table and we would bitch and complain and yeah. so, ruhaha our successes and whoever else. This is a topic it. I've never brought up, I guess, on oh here. Just because it like, I don't know, like I know it's going to, you know, upset some people and that's fine. But I guess I want to bring it up and talk about it now. It has been brought up like a few times by different people, not just one or two. It's been brought up I'm by a sweating. few people. <laughs> I was really sweating. I'm like, my heart is racing and my hands are swimming. Like, no, it's not that say? big of a deal, okay. but it's just like, I've heard it before and I would like to, I, I honestly, once I drop it, I would like to hear back from different people, maybe people who haven't been as vocal about mm -hmm. this and what their thoughts are. And, but yeah, anyways, so. The word or the whole thing about a beating click within Gahanawage has been dropped a few times. I've seen it, you know, in different places and um, or maybe in two places. But I've I don't I don't get it. Like, I don't. Have you ever been part of a click? If you're in a click, do you know you're in a click? I some don't know. Some people do and some people don't. That's the big thing. Like people who know. <laughs> People who aren't in a clique know there's a clique mm -hmm. in the sense that you know there's a group of people who, whatever, given the situation, whether it's at work, where they're like always hanging out together, whether it's like on the schoolyard and mm -hmm. the kids are hanging out with just those people and they move in a certain way where they're just moving as like one or okay, there's... so I... So, yeah. Yeah, so that whole thing. So now, what if those like people... Like girls, but not maybe necessarily always mean, it's, but that would be a click. Yeah, like totally get the click idea. Okay. So, but what if you don't know that that's what you're doing or that you're not even doing that or you're not even like consciously trying to be or you're not even doing it, but somebody else perceives you that way? That's a perceived click that I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's that's what I don't understand because like with this whole thing with the this beating click thing, mm -hmm. the idea of it is that I don't know. First of all, I don't know who the hell this beating click is. That's that's the part that pisses me off because mm -hmm. I didn't. I don't know. Like if somebody perceives me as a beating click, 
I am not actively trying to be an asshole to anybody. I don't have time for well, that I shit. Think I'd I don't give a shit. Part of your, I wonder then would I be part? Would I be part of your clique? But I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't even know who the clique is. So that's the part that kind of I don't know. Okay. Like I don't know. I don't know who the clique is. I don't know. I want to be part of your clique if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but I mean, like, if that just means that it's a bunch of people who are doing beadwork on a stellar, on a, on on a, on a more recognized platform, and let's just say that because some people are more recognized than not, and people who do good quality work and who share their whatever they can when they can as much as they can within. But Their even standard, that, then that, then then I'd like to be part of that clique, like if that's what it is. And I don't even know. that, though, like I look at it, like I don't, I don't know of any groups where there's a group, like there. I, I don't know. I guess me, I think I'm of a click lick where I'm it's like. Check. I'm gonna Google. Well, you keep talking. I'm googling because <laughs> I want to see. Because if it means if it means ice, not isolating, um, segregating yourself from another people, then that's not what we are because we're very inclusive. Yeah. But if it means like having yeah. a group of being part of a group that has all these qualities. Okay. Okay. So we're not a click. <laughs> a small Good, no. So Google says click a, a small close knit group of people who do not really allow others to enjoy them. We're not a click. No. Margaret and I I'm not part of your click and you're not part of any click that I know. Uh we are a inclusive and accepting group of people. <laughs> not necessarily in a group. But a group of, a larger group, I think there's a Haudenosaunee whole group of people who are kind of the same minded as us, who are doing good work and want to share whatever we know. And this is one of the, uh, this is one of the things that we're doing. This podcast, I think is that, but yeah. no, we're not a click. I think like, cause that's what, a whole negative thing. Yeah. And that's, that's the condens, um, what is it? I couldn't even, I don't even know what the hell I'm saying. I think you saying condensation. <laughs> like, yeah, condensation. Like, wait, I'm like, wait. <laughs> Conundrum? Anyways. Is that the conundrum you're <laughs> the conundrum. in? The conundrum. Anyways, I don't know what the hell I'm saying. It's too early. Um, but anyways, that's the thing that kind of, I think that's the part that bugged me is to hear that there's this idea of there's a click. And and it sucks because, you know what, some people may have been made to feel that way. And I don't want to, you know, um, deny that or mm-hmm. say, oh, no, you're lying. Like, yeah. because people have their own. People have feelings and that's exactly. what they felt. Yeah. And there was a situation that may have created that idea so i understand that but i for me i think it's always about like justice and injustice and all that like i feel more like if somebody is going to accuse me or somebody else did they accuse you personally no or people close to me or because i don't know like i guess i'm assuming it's more of an assumption that, that you like read that you're part that you were part no of this. not oh, okay. maybe not even just not even me but like maybe people close to me I I don't okay. know because it's never been said who is in this clique I would like to know give me the list then you know yeah but I feel like it's not fair in the sense that you know what these people I know who maybe could be considered a clique mm-hmm. are a group of friends who who may bead or who. They're not like excluding anybody. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to make anybody feel bad. Mm-hmm. Nobody is actively doing that that I mm-hmm. know of, mm-hmm. you know. And if there are people out there, cut the shit because that's not nice either, you know. <laughs> but that's the whole, I think because I don't know and it's never been. Not solidified, never um, confirmed. Yeah, confirmed. confirmed who, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's, so that's the, the the whole thing is like, it's it's like that. You're just dropping this bomb, but without saying like. 
you know, like, oh, well, Leith, I think you are the click. You're the asshole. You know, like, you know, because if somebody feels that about me, first and foremost, I don't actively try to exclude anybody. I don't think I'm on any pedestals. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm better than anybody else. Do I beat at a certain level? Maybe because I've been doing it for a long time. Yes, you do do a good job. You know, and and that's and and that's also not a bad thing to say either. No, where it's people, not bad, no. you know, like that's another area is that we have to get out of this idea to like thinking that if I say my work is good, that doesn't mean I'm Quincida and I think I'm better than you. Yeah, I'm making a statement that I value my work. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's the best? No. Do I think it's better than everybody else's? No. I think that right now where I'm at. I'm confident and I'm comfortable with what I produce, Mm -hmm. you know, and yes, I'm always wanting to learn more. I'm always wanting to get better or whatever. Yeah. But that's for me. That's And that's not in a way like I got to get better because I want to be better than Leith. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit, you know, like, so that's the part I think that really pissed me off was that I, I don't know, maybe it's arrogant of me to assume like, are you putting me in this category or are you making me like part of this click bullshit? Because I'm not, mm-hmm. and I don't partake in that or I don't actively do that. Like I freaking teach people how to bead for a living. Mm-hmm. Like, so most the people that are going to learn from me until they get their own styles, their shit's going to look like mine. Yeah. How am I going to be in a click if everyone's shit's going to look like mine for a little while? <laughs> like yeah. that's, that's the reality of it. So anyways, I'm getting all spassy. But, but that's good. I mean, like like you said, like you never brought it up before and it's something that you've seen more I've, uh, more than one time, I'm assuming, yeah. right? Because I've seen it too on Facebook and so or on different other social medias. It's just... And it does suck, you know what? I mean, like, it, it if, must really suck for the person who feels like they're not... Because that's what it said. It said not allowing other people to be part of a group. Yeah. I mean, that, I know what it's like to not be part of a group. Uh, but, and to me... And it's not so fun all the time. That's another thing is like... To feel like you're not part of a group, I don't know what gen- what what generated that feeling. So is it by not getting likes? Is it by not being acknowledged? Is it not being, you know? And in some ways, that's another area that I kind of thought long and hard in the shower about. <laughs> the best when, ideas. when you have all of your, uh, you know, your imaginary arguments in your head in the shower. Well, I mean, literally, you are, the, you kind of are vulnerable. Yeah. You have no clothes on. Yeah. Like that's bare like, ass, like, like washing up and like. <laughs> you are just like. <laughs> and yeah, thinking about it all. So I also thought of the idea about, you know, like we talked about this where, you know, like I don't always like everything, every post on Facebook. Yeah. I don't always share everything or whatever. That's not my job to do that. And why, why, why do I have to? Mm-hmm. And it's it, that doesn't mean that I don't like anything or that I don't like certain people's stuff or whatever. Like, sometimes it's not even on my damn radar. Like, yeah. oh, my God, I have to share theirs to, like, why? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So sometimes, like, I think I've seen something about that, about acknowledgement and not feeling acknowledged. And that sucks. Like, I really, you know, um, I feel for for whoever feels that way, like their stuff hasn't been acknowledged, but who are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. To say, good job. Yeah. And why do you feel like you need somebody else to pat you on the wall? Well, you know what, though? Like, in everybody's ego, everybody needs that and wants that. I agree completely. Like, you know, yeah. I, I mean, do, that's my, you do, everybody does. That's like does. part of my job. Like, that people, people want either evaluation 
or acknowledgement or just a good and anything people want to be seen yeah you, you know you, like people want to be seen yeah for in sure any aspect yes but I think there are levels and I think that becomes everybody's individuality type of thing or their own um their own things their own deals like where uh, what level do you need to be seen and heard mm -hmm. to what extent do like you it shouldn't need stop you from doing whatever it is you love or any of that kind of thing if somebody hasn't given you the knowledge i mean i know like let's just say like in relationships like if you if you don't feel like you're i mean i'm going to talk right from like the mother's perspective or the wife's perspective because that's the perspective i have i felt salty a lot about feeling like you don't value what it is I'm doing, or you don't even see that I do this all the time and all that kind of stuff. I know what that's like, but it doesn't stop me from, it makes me mad as hell. But you're not going to get a divorce from it. I'm not going to get a divorce from it. I have an argument, we have an argument, or I tell the kids like ship shape, like I'm going on strike or whatever the thing might be. Yeah. But it doesn't stop me. I've never reached that point because I have things in my toolbox, like ways that I deal with stuff. Sometimes not always in the most appropriate ways, but I have things in ways coping mechanisms and tools to get through my my feelings how i feel yeah and and that's the big thing is that and how how are you feeling and what are you projecting yeah based oh, for sure. off of your yeah. feeling so that's that's the part where i was kind of like is this all of your feelings that's being projected or am i really playing a part mm -hmm. in this you know so the, that's some of my shower thoughts like to what extent that's good thoughts though i mean I you say. know like am am i Fueling? I guess, yeah, fueling, contributing to this click idea, like mm -hmm. in, in a way where I'm not, cause I'm not, I'm not actively. consciously actively sitting here thinking like, oh, I gotta, I gotta exclude this person today. Like that's never in my agenda ever, but do I do it subtly? Do I do it in ways that I don't realize, you know? So those are things I think about, like I have an overactive brain. I think about everything <laughs> all the time. So... Yeah, I don't know. Like that that was a topic and it was burning my ass for a long time. And I think for just peace, peace's sake, I've never brought it up, but mm -hmm. I can't. Like it's just gonna burn my ass forever. Yeah. So I, you know, and and it is to acknowledge those people who do feel that way. Yeah. You know, like if I have ever made you feel that way, it was never intended. It was never consciously purposely done or whatever. Yeah. And you know, if if my shit's out there, it's because I'm promoting it. I'm busting my ass to put my stuff out there. And sometimes that's my pure vanity. Sometimes it's because, you know what, that's all I do. That's all. Mm -hmm. That's all I, I got to share. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I got, you know. So, you know, I don't know. It's it's like a double edged sword, I guess, yeah. sometimes like because I don't want to not acknowledge their feelings either. I'm not sitting mm -hmm. here saying that it's. That's not real for them because it is real for them, whoever's feeling yeah. that way, you know. But I like what you said, though, about like, like I can see myself like in situations where I've not used my feelings, but my my feelings have clouded my better judgment and how I interacted and or respond or react. Respond, but also what it is you want and how, how your feelings play a, a huge part in sometimes even like... um sabotaging what it is you're trying to get you know like you might get i might i'll say from i not you i'll say i have maybe reacted in a certain way that might have pushed something further away from what it is what i wanted it to do and actually brought it closer just because i might have felt um not adequate or maybe felt 
that I wasn't deserving of that kind of stuff. And so once you realize, and once I've realized that I am deserving of those things, it's like the law of attraction, you know, like I felt better about myself. I was in a better place, willing and able to take in all the good things that were meant for me or things that I didn't even know. And it just like changed my life kind of thing. So, but that's, but I had to do that kind of stuff, you know, like it wasn't, I couldn't wait for somebody to tell me and I had to make that realization on my own. But I, I, but I really like that you said that, like sometimes our own projections hinders what is in our, is coming into our direction. Mm -hmm. So, so that was the, um, the hot topic. No. That was a good one. Yeah, that's that's been uh, floating around. I'm gonna write that click in my book. So I always I always, for everybody who's listening, try to write down um what it is we cover so that I can look back and see what it is. And that is right there. It just says click, period. Clickety, clickety click, clack. Click, clickety clack. Um, so the witch is back. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just not you. I'm just, no, just, no, I'm no, just no, make, yeah. that's how I like to do. I like to <laughs> Um, so we had one other question. I think you okay. had it. Um, we oh. didn't get to it last time. So this is another one. That... So this was a big top, a big topic, not a big topic. It's a, a it's very not broad, juicy, it's but a it's very broad, broad yeah. topic that I think we've, I think anyway, I'll just read it the topic. Like we're going back in time. Yeah. We've, I know. We may have gone over a lot of these things before, maybe not in depth, but maybe we have new ideas too or yeah. different, whatever. So. And I, I, and before I get into the next topic, I think what's happened to is, <laughs> is when we started, we were very aware the potential of negative feedback for what it is we say. Yeah. I mean, we're still aware now. We're still aware of the potential. But I think now it's almost like, you know what? <laughs> we're just going to talk. And that's what I told Dick and I said, we haven't talked for about a month now. And maybe we're just going to talk and just... Put all the bullshit put out. Put all the bullshit out there or just put our bullshit out or whatever it is. Just talk like you would talk at a beating table because... We've been, I will say, everybody, sometimes reserved yeah. and not our true selves in the sense where we're talking <laughs> shit, but we're not going to talk shit about anybody. That's not our intention here. We do that in private. No. <laughs> and everybody does it in private, so it's not just us. So no one come like rearing down the social media whatevers and trying to say whatever. But Because you all do it too. Because no. you all do it too. It's just now we're here on this platform and we got to have content and things to talk about. And, it, and And it's not just content. It's real stuff. It's... Like beadwork is our part of our lives. Mm-hmm. It's part of how we function every day and how we support our families and do those kind of things. So it 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 is part of us. And sometimes it's bringing stuff out to light because how do they get fixed if you don't address them? How do they get yeah. dealt with if or they're I, always in the dark? You know, yeah, just acknowledge my pinky. Yeah, and some days it's kind of like you know what we don't bring up the topics because you know what I got too much going on to deal with extra bullshit. Yeah, that's honestly how it feels like. Mm, or no, the vibe I don't isn't even th- right. Like you know, like it's yeah. not the right time. It's yeah. just it's not. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes, yeah, we just don't bring things up. Well, sometimes it's out of respect too. Like sometimes sure. I, I don't want to make f- people feel shitty or bad no, I don't either. Make you, yeah. Um, but you know what? Sometimes it gets to a boiling point where, you know what? Sometimes comments make me feel shitty and they, I need to bring them up. Yeah. So that's kind of sometimes where I get to. And then mm-hmm. if there's backlash, there's backlash and it is what it is. It's not, but you know what? Like if I feel shitty, then I have every right to address it. Mm-hmm. So, and that's it. If you feel shitty, you have the right to address it. Yeah. It doesn't mean I have to be an asshole about it. 
I don't have to attack anybody. Yes. I don't there have you to go. overreact. There, yeah. You know, but I can address it. And and for me being, I was thinking about it this, again in the shower, or putting on my face, putting on my eyebrows. No. <laughs> oh my God. I don't, I don't, should, should I say that? No, I won't get to say like, yeah, I didn't know you didn't have eyebrows. That oh. dark eyebrows. Okay, so. <laughs> They're I did, there. They're just very light. Like, and They're I didn't know. Fading, yeah. I didn't know that. They could, okay, so we had gone away a long time, like a, maybe five years ago, if not maybe six years ago, to Ottawa. I wasn't staying in the hotel room with Degro Yakwa, but. She was saying, Merit, yeah. it was you and Merritt. <laughs> and I didn't know. She, and she had mentioned something like, I put my eyebrows on. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> I always thought Margaret just had really nice eyebrows. I didn't know they were colored in. Yeah, I always <laughs> joke like as if I'm like totally, I don't have. I do have like the shape that's there is really Real, what's yes, there. Yeah. Yes. It's just that I do pencil them in now as I'm getting older. I have light hair. So, yeah. which is, yeah. So, which is weird though, because when I was younger, they were dark. Your but, eyebrows? Yeah. They were always like darker, but now I don't know. Getting older, they're like you pluck and then it never returns, and then I don't know. They're lightning, so I'm like, I'm gonna cut that and pencil it in, which is a pain in the ass. I have to do every day, but anyways. So yeah, I penciled them in. So it's not like I'm bald, but you're just a fair, fair yeah. They're hair. fair, and fair I don't want to look. I don't want to look bald. <laughs> I don't want to look like because you're having eyebrows. Like I mean, you've seen anybody on any kind of thing, like. Yeah, see, eyebrows really make it. My eyebrows really bushy, and I don't really like them. But whatever. No, you know, like people pay good money for that. Look, I have to pencil mine in. No. <laughs> anyway, so while you're putting your eyebrows on, you yeah. were saying that oh, you were. What the hell was we I were talking about? <laughs> I forgot feelings. Oh, I, I, I think, and the reason why I asked that is because in terms of like, what did I? What question was it? Was like you have the? Oh, you said you had the right to share your feelings or talk about it, whatever, like that. It's just because like nowadays, like it seems like in the whole world, everyone is. And even us right now are spewing our feelings everywhere. And sometimes what happens is we, I mean, we fe- we spew our feelings and it's left for somebody else to clean up. Yeah. So like, that's where I think like, that's why I asked you, like, do you, is that true? Like you, cause. No, like for me, what, I, what I'm learning in my, in my new stage in life now, uh, I'm dealing with a lot of my own bullshit now where I'm realizing that, yes, I'm over um, people pleasing. But so this was what I was realizing this morning was that I'm not just somebody who needs to please people all the time based off of my childhood trauma or my childhood upbringing mm-hmm. or fi- family dynamics or whatever. But I'm also somebody that needs constant approval. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, so having that, I think it's uh, I think it's not as bad as it used to be. But yeah, growing up, being younger, like. Uh, teenage years, even into my 20s, I needed constant validation. Mm -hmm. And it's still like that to a certain extent, but I'm aware of it. And it's something that I've been working on to try Mm -hmm. to get, to try to get out of. But having that too, as a combo, I realized how toxic it is is for myself. Yes. Because yes, being a people pleaser, you're always just doing everything for everybody. You deplete yourself constantly. You're Mm -hmm. always yes person when you really want to be a f, f off person yeah. but then needing the validation it is comes, even yeah. extra because now it's like i need to say yes to you and then i need to m- really make you like happy beyond pleased i have to do it in the best possible way so that you're happy with what i'm doing not just saying yes so i have to bend over extra just so that 
the whole experience is great for you. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's even more. So that's what I was thinking of like this morning. I don't know why I brought that up. There was something else earlier that I went with. But anyways, yeah. so that's, you know, oh, that I was talking about that. So that's now knowing that those situations and seeing that now mm-hmm. I'm starting to get to the point in my life where I am starting to address these mm-hmm. things and saying no when I want to say no, which is still uncomfortable yeah. and really hard for me. But it is also going into very uncomfortable situations. And for me, uncomfortable situations are addressing things that bother me okay. or that I don't like. Mm-hmm. And in this case, this is what it is, yeah. you know, where I have had so many, say, in my lifetime, like situations where somebody may have said something to me and made me feel bad or whatever. And I just I, I don't say anything yeah. ever because I can't Yeah, not in not because of what I identify as like not really consciously knowing that yeah. I, I have to people please and I have to get your approval. So now coming out of that and learning that and really acknowledging, acknowledging that about myself, it's to the point where, <laughs> well, it got to an extreme mm-hmm. because you go into phases of it, you end up, you tend to avoid the situations. Okay. Sometimes you're in total denial and you're just like, yes. And then you avoid situations so that you don't have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the extremes where you're just like F you to everything and everybody. So I'm kind of dialing it back a little bit because okay. that's where I felt like I was getting. You mean the F you one? Yeah. Where okay. I was just like, I don't want to do nothing like, or mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, but now it's, it's trying to deal with situations or comments or whatever in a healthier way mm-hmm. by addressing it. And sometimes for me, I think addressing it is privately with that person yeah. so that you're not creating embarrassment for them mm-hmm. and for yourself. Um, it's not putting it all over Facebook. Like if there was one person who made me feel a certain way, I'm not going to go out there and put it like, oh, everybody. I'm not going to generalize it because sometimes the issue is just really with one person. And then you can address it instead of making it a more toxic like a a whole toxic thing. Mm-hmm. So anyways, so for me, that's that's kind of, sometimes I see certain things and that's what I look at. Like, it's like that stupid meme, like, could this have been an email? You know, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the meeting or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's the same thing sometimes. Well, whatever. So anyways, that goes into all of this. And that's Interesting. it. <laughs> it's really cool. Like, I mean, it, it's it's really, I mean, even though we've I've known you for, I don't even know how many, let's say five years now. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that about you. I knew part of it, but I didn't know all of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Eh? Life is like. <laughs> well, it's a lot of bullshit and it's a lot of different layers and different like, uh, I don't know. You don't know that these things are happening. You don't even know why you're doing them half the time. Exactly. Until... You don't even know that you're cre- like for me, I've always like created, not always. Yes. For a l- very long time, I created a narrative in my mind that I thought was the projection that my life had to be or these things based on what I thought somebody else wanted for me. And that person never said a word about what it is they thought. Yes. Never said a word about what they intended my life to be. Yeah. But because you, because I lived and saw all these things, I thought this is how my life is supposed to be. It should be because based off of the environment or whatever. I should go there and I should be working here or whatever, all these other things. And it took me 30 years to realize it was myself. And that's the big thing is like, we talk to ourselves the most out of anybody on the planet earth. We talk to ourselves. And so if your voice in your mind is sending you down that negative rabbit hole or making you make this right turn, 
to Crazyville or to even to like be so overtly happy and all these other things when really you're not and all whatever the gamut is. It's yourself sometimes that you have to put in check. Yeah. And sometimes it's like you even finding that that root or a core, you know, for me, like I'll put that I'll put it out there like it's a personal thing, like where a lot of my stuff stem from. I won't go into details because it doesn't just entail my life. It includes my brothers and my parents and things like that. But I was I'm from a divorced parents, you know, uh, I was I don't remember like I I literally had blocked out years of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was about maybe nine, eight or nine between that those ages, maybe seven to nine, somewhere Mm -hmm. in there they divorced. Um, And in the beginning, it was ugly. It was a fucking awful, ugly thing you know and mm-hmm. it didn't last long thankfully like the, the things worked out yeah the ugliness and the whatever but having divorced parents creates that especially when you're older to know like my parents divorced i think when i was a year and a half maybe two years old so it's a different story but yeah like you yeah like for like, you like you know them together or you block them out or yeah you have you have the memory of and they lived in the same town all these other things these elements yeah so it's it's that you know like that's kind of where a lot of it stemmed from and then having like uh you know a lot of issues a lot of situations happen and then me being the bridge for Mm -hmm. everybody constantly like well okay my dad's here so now I have to go talk to him because maybe my mother doesn't want to have to talk to him or Mm -hmm. my brothers are mad at him for something so then I I was the kid be, being basically kid. the child in the whole situation because my brothers are a lot older than I am. My youngest brother, Joe, is 10 years older than I am. And so it's like 10, 14, 16 years. He was already a man by then. Yeah, they're all adults, basically. So that's where that stems from me being that in-between go-to person. So feeling like I have, I always had to uphold that role, mm-hmm. you know, in life or whatever. So... Those are just basically little things that can happen that start that whole bullshit, you know? And like, yeah. so anyways, but there's a lot of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> just a lot of bullshit. You got a lot bullshit. of bullshit. Lots of bullshit. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just going to say thank you for sharing all that deep, dark, all that realness. Because I, th- I think, I mean, not to say because you need to be acknowledged, but I think people who put themselves out there and do that. And when I do work at the school or whenever I always say like, you know, thank you for letting me know. Cause I didn't know, like, you know? Yeah. So. And it, one more thing. Well, and it's <laughs> funny though, because now, you know, it's a lot of private things that people don't know about other people, but yeah. it's like my parents function normally now <laughs> together. <laughs> like we have Christmas, we have, you know, we have all things together, everybody, including my stepmother who comes over and we'll go there and everybody's cool, but it took a long time yeah. and it took a lot of people having to deal with their shit. And looking at themselves and letting a lot of bullshit go, mm-hmm. you know. So we're, it's in a totally different place. And people probably would never believe that it was such an awful time for a little while, you know, based off of the way things are now. Mm-hmm. Things are calm and semi-normal, you yeah. know. <laughs> so, yeah. Just takes time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the question was, what does beadwork mean to you? The whole process, being taught, learning new things or teaching others. Mm. I mean, I think we kind of, I'm, yeah, I think part of that we talked about, or I, I mentioned about how like the beadwork is our life. It's part of our, I mean, I think it's part of our DNA now. I don't know how many times I got stabbed from that beading needle, but I think 
it started off as a means, just a little girl in grade two doing like cluster workshops at Gronyonuha school. And one of them had to be beading. I think that's what it was. Um, and then it just lay dormant for so many years until ironically, my mother opened a bead shop. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't, I was at university. I didn't know. I mean, of course, I think during your teen years, you kind of pull away from your parents and you don't necessarily know what's going on. Like that's not at the forefront of your yeah. mind as what your moms are doing, what your mom's doing, what your dad's doing, unless it's yeah. very impactful on your life. But um, yeah, she opened a bead shop and that's how it started. And it just, it was in there. It was in there, but I've always been good at my hands. Like I'm very, I'm just good that way. I think I'm very crafty. And so it's just being taught. I think I didn't know any, I didn't have any raid raid work, raised beadwork skills really at all. And I was afraid to go high. I was afraid to bead raised. I was afraid. I didn't think I would able to. And it took me a very long time for me to, it took like a decade for me to really understand. And, and that's when a lot of feedback and criticism, I'm critiquing of my work came into play, but it was amongst a group of people that were such like, we were like family, like our aunts or sisters, Your own my own clique, my own beating group, the bead babes, gonna walk circa 1999, I guess it would start off. Uh, anyway, so yeah, like that's where all that learning came in and it was never, it, it was never a demonstrated or given to me in a negative way. And I've, I never took it in a negative way because I had no reason to. So, I mean, in terms of being taught, I think that's where it was. I'm, I think I'm constantly learning new things and I don't necessarily know if I'm actually learning from somebody or I'm just learning in the process myself. Mm-hmm. As you go. As I go. Yeah. Like it's not necessarily waiting for somebody to teach me things now. Although my next project, I'm going to have to ask somebody to teach me. It has nothing to do with beadwork. But but in terms of the beadwork aspect, I don't know if I'm ever being taught by somebody, but I'm constantly learning all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, well, no, I'm. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) And I think it's very easy to. For myself to look at my work and just say, ah, never mind. I just won't take this opportunity to learn. I really have to just be like, fuck it, leave. Like, this looks like shit or this is trash. And you just got to do it again. And mm-hmm. and almost like that, well, nobody's watching, but I'm watching. Having that integrity of yeah. myself, like, you know, I'm watching. I'm 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 the one who has to be, I have to be accountable to myself because there's nobody else. Like, I'm not waiting for somebody else to be accountable to. Mm-hmm. It's myself. And teaching others, I don't. I don't intentionally teach anybody because I don't teach anybody beadwork. I think I'm constantly teaching other things in life, but beadwork, no, but that is about to change too. So we'll see what that kind of got a sweat on my lip, just thinking like, Oh God, I got to teach somebody. (laughs) But yeah. So, I mean, that's, I don't know. That's what beadwork is. I guess it's just life. It's just part of, I don't, I can't, I always thought, I had this morbid feeling like what would happen if I lost function in my hands? Like, oh, fuck, God, that would me too. suck. Yeah, I have those, uh, that fear too. And, you know, and arthritis and all that kind of jazz. Or and my eyes. I me, mean, it's like, what if I went blind or something? Like those kind of yeah things kind of scare me. But yeah, so, I mean, it would, it, it's a very big part of who I am. It is, yeah, it's a part of who I am. I don't know if I could separate that from myself. Well, I've thought that before, like, 
Deep thoughts with the Griaco stand-up. No. <laughs> Straight from the shower. <laughs> but yeah, I've thought uh, before, like, I look at um, some older women in the community who ha- who were active beaters before, who are well-known for their, not maybe just not beating, but like uh, for their arts or their crafts and mm-hmm. things like that, but who have maybe um, are unable to do it as much mm-hmm. now. And I always think like, I'm going to get there one day. I'm going to, you know, cross that bridge where my body is not going to allow me to do it anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And that's the reality of it. Like it, it's going to yeah. happen to everybody. So I always think like, how is that going to feel at that time? Like, or am I just going to be like, eh, it's all right. You know, just like, let me just get swept away by the water. <laughs> like, you know, like how does, I don't know. Like, it, but it's something that eventually will happen. Like, or will it? Maybe I'll be able to be forever, you know, like, yeah. who knows? Like, yeah, no. but um, I just think of that, like how, how sad it might be. <laughs> it might be. And, and then it's it's sitting in that sadness. It's seeing what it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's my coaching part there. I was trying to look at the positive. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, just sit with it. Yeah. But but today is today, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and that's what I tell sometimes when people are working. Like, today is today. You can only yeah. get better from now, and that's all there is to and it. do what and, you can. Yeah. So. But yeah, that is a thought. Like, I never thought about that. But <laughs> I will start thinking about, like, what I'm am I going to do? everyone sad What am I going to do if I can't beat? Yeah. So, but, you know. But I guess, like, for me, that's where teaching comes in. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, if like I can't it, do it, then I'll teach somebody else to do it. I don't know. But yeah. um, the process of it all, or I don't know, what were the questions? Like, the process, it says, the what teaching? does mean the whole process of, the whole process being taught, learning new things, teaching others? What does beadwork mean to you was the general question. Um, yeah, so I don't know. The learning part is... You know, you're always learning. Doesn't matter if you've been doing it for five thousand years. You're always learning something different from yourself. It could be even simple as like moving your stitch over or not pulling as tight, and you're like, oh, it's it gives it a different effect. It, there's mm-hmm. always something different to learn. Um, and like you said, it's not always. It doesn't always mean you're learning from somebody else. You're mm-hmm. learning from your own mistakes or your own um, whatever, your own processes in in you know as you go along. But yeah, there's always somebody that's going to be doing something and it doesn't always, sometimes they're doing it better than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they're just doing it differently than mm-hmm. you. And you get to decide whether you like that difference or mm-hmm. not. And then you can try it if, you know, if they're willing to teach you or if you can just figure it out yourself mm-hmm. and just do it yourself. But yeah, there's a, there's always a learning curve to all of it, whatever, and yeah, it's just like what you said, though. I don't know. It just consumes everything for me right now. It's my bread and butter. It's my sanity. It is my quiet time away from the world. Mm-hmm. It's that creative drive. I don't know. I guess a lot of other people feel it. Like it's it's like a physical feeling for me where if I'm looking through Facebook or I'm looking somewhere and mm-hmm. I'm like, I can feel it right in my chest and my like gut, like something like it's like a fire or like I get punched like right in the chest where I'm like, oh shit, okay, what am I doing with that color? Or, oh my God, like I love how it is. And then it lights this fire under my ass and I'm like, I have to run to my art room and prepare something really fast mm-hmm. with the colors and whatever. Like sometimes it might just be pulling, like for me, like sometimes it might just be pulling the colors and that's it. And just having them on the side, I might not be able to like, 
enabled to be able to actively bead something, but it's just like, oh, I saw that color and I thought it would look good like this. And I yeah. just put the colors on the side. How to recreate it or, yeah, that, and that's like the process, like I the think for me. Yeah. yeah, it's the inspiration. And I think for me, that's why I enjoy people posting and mm -hmm. it's and it, sometimes it's not even about the physical thing of what they're posting. It's because you know what I know, because from experience I know that behind this picture was drive, motivation, and that inspiration that kicked them right in the ass to get them going on this piece. Mm -hmm. And I want to feel a little bit of that. I want to feel that spark and that excitement and that joy. Like that's how I felt with uh, when Jessica had put out her that beautiful oh, yeah, purse. purse. I was like. I know how innovative and how like how much work and how much creativity and all that jazz yes, that went into that, that feeling. Yeah. It's that like the oh mechanism my God. is like everything, like all those things come together to get those beadwork wheels going. Yes. Get those and, it, hands and it's moving. like you you just want a piece of that. You wanna you wanna take that little bit of drive from somebody. Like to me, that's what it is, like seeing those pictures because I know where it comes from and I know that feeling like to be so excited and so inspired to do something that you like for me, it haunts me if I don't do it sometimes. Okay. Like I lay in bed, like, okay, how am I gonna do this? What color? What? How would I get the color to look a certain way? Mm -hmm. How will I? You know? So I don't know. That's that's like my mental, emotional process, I guess, on all of it. And then the teaching is similar. I love the aha moments when I teach. Mm -hmm. I love it to see. Like I used, well, I used to teach kids for so long that I I used to love that. Like it's that pure joy and magic when they get something like mm -hmm. and you see their lights their their eyes light up and they have success and yes and and you see that the pride in themselves and it, it that that boosts like you know that that everyone needs the yeah. confidence is there so it's the same with adults mm -hmm. you know it's the same with adults and and sometimes it's harder for adults it's harder because they question everything yeah and everything's never good enough that kind of thing, you know, a lot of us have been tainted already. <laughs> tainted. <laughs> so it's a little bit harder. So sometimes though, seeing that light, you see that childness mm -hmm. in them again, you're like, oh, there it is. There's the magic. <laughs> so that's, that's like the joy out of the teaching part of it all, you know. So I enjoyed that, that little bits. And I, I really enjoy seeing people's growth. And yes. their progress from somebody who has just started. And you know that they're just starting. Like I can say it. And yes, you are a beginner because you just took a beginner class. Yep. And within months, sometimes days, sometimes or years or whatever, you see how much their progression and how, you know, that that's like inspiring mm -hmm. too to see that. And it's it's really nice. Not only just to be part of the process, sometimes it's nice to be, but just to view it and and watch somebody's growth happening, you know. Yeah. So that's that's basically that for me. It just yeah, it obviously right now, yeah, it's just beating beating is my life. He's my life. But I <laughs> and it really all comes down to money though. <laughs> <laughs> all the magic and every and really, you know, I gotta all pay my coins. damn bills. So <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's hard cold cash. So that's the other part of it. And that's that. So that's there was something else I want to bring up oh, just fast. Ahead. It was, um, I guess, just a, a condolence oh. to a family that um, it may sound crazy or not, but I wanted to give a condolence to, I guess, Agwizasne and anyone who may have known Tracy Thompson. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I personally didn't know her. I had her on Facebook for a while, like I want to say a few years, and she was a bead worker apparently mm -hmm. through, you know, through the pictures I've seen, yeah. through people posting, um, tagging her like, thank you. She, I think she gave classes and things like that. I think like she had that. a small bead store too. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have the dates. I don't remember when she passed. It was like within the last few months and uh, I was shocked and I was really sad to see that because I really enjoyed seeing like. Uh, her creations and and seeing like um you know what she was doing out there yeah. and things like that and i've never personally met her and i i don't i don't know if i've ever talked to her like maybe on facebook possibly but you know, you know there's like always so much going on or whatever but um her daughter i believe had taken a class with me uh her name is Ange thompson or that's what her name is on on facebook i you know i think i did meet her though in person maybe at the store yeah i did a few times so but anyways i was really sad to see that so i just want to give my condolences and um you know it's a it's sad it's a loss in beating community when somebody who is um an active beating member you know mm -hmm. passes away they take all that knowledge with them so it was uh yeah and i'm sure she also supported her beating community too yeah you know like it, yeah people had tagged i seen yeah. a few tags like oh you know she taught me this or yeah. she you know helped me along the way with this and things like that so it was uh yeah so i just want to give that um acknowledgement to her and her family and her friends i guess yeah so with that i think we will end today's podcast and we hope that everybody um is able to have a good rest of the evening, day, morning, late night, wherever you're listening to us. And uh, we look forward to coming back to you in July. See you here again next month. The views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of your DWSA and its employees.